MSW Media. This episode is sponsored by Green Pan, healthy ceramic nonstick cookware. Green Pan is the go-to brand for high-quality, non-toxic, easy-to-clean pots and pans. Head to greenpan.us and use promo code DAILYBEANS, and you'll receive 30% off your entire order, plus free shipping on orders over $99. And thanks to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. For sponsoring our episode, go to HelloFresh.com slash DailyBeans50 and use code DailyBeans50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, July 27th, 2023. Today, a hiccup in the Hunter Biden plea deal sends right-wing media on a tear. Rudy Giuliani has admitted that he lied about election fraud in Georgia. Trump says he will return the Israeli antiquities. RFK Jr.'s campaign filings show payments to Republicans and anti-vaxxers. And Mitch McConnell was escorted away after freezing during a press conference. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana. Happy Thursday. How are you? I'm good. Happy Thursday to you. Yeah, thank you. I just wanted to mention to everyone, if you hear sirens in the background or an echo or a loud humming, that is the AC unit. I'm not in my studio. So I just wanted to prep everyone that this might not be the highest sound quality, but I refuse to not bring you the Daily Beans when I'm on the road. So here it is. The best that we can do, we have some amazing sound engineers that'll that'll try to fix that up for you. But I just wanted to kind of apologize in advance for that. Another reminder, we're out the week of August 7th, which of course means that's when all the indictments will probably happen. (laughs) We have some great guests lined up that week, all new content, including Renato Mariotti, the Colorado Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, San Diego County Supervisor Candidate, Janessa Goldbeck, who is a gem. I love Janessa. Isn't she amazing? We have the host of the Start Me Up podcast, Kimberly Johnson, White House correspondent, Brian Karam, all kinds of amazing guests and content planned for you that week. So you will not miss a beat. The grand jury may be meeting today in the coup investigation by special counsel Jack Smith. I don't know if they're going to meet. I don't believe they met on Tuesday when we all thought they were going to. And uh, Dana, you'll be out tomorrow. Am I right? Uh, You are correct. I've got to fly to Rochester. I've got the comedy show Friday night and I'll have the HRC gala on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of our Beans family uh, that weekend. So much important work with HRC. And I can't wait for folks to see your comedy live. It's so good. Thank you. Up in Rochester. Uh, I'll be traveling, but there will still be beans. I will bring them to you. I will cover. Uh, I will I will carry the day. <laughs> As you works. do so finely. <laughs> if that works for everyone. And a real quick, uh, quick hit here. Mitch McConnell uh, froze up during a press conference. I have to say I watched it. It was really very sad. And I'll be honest, same, same. I don't like the guy. I don't agree with most of his politics, but it was very hard to watch. And I hope that he gets medical attention. I'm not a doctor. It looked like a TIA. It, he wasn't, it's not that he just stopped speaking in the middle of a sentence. He looked trapped in his body. He wasn't blinking. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was pretty bad. So I do, like you, hope that he is ultimately okay. Yeah. And it does hurt my heart. There's a lot of dignity um, issues around that kind of a thing. I just, if it really like, I really hope that, that he is getting medical attention and that he's okay. But yes, he is, he, you know, he is maybe single-handedly the root of all evil in this country, but that was still very difficult to watch. And I, I do really hope he's all right. Agreed. All right. We have a lot of news to get to. Let's hit the hot notes. 
hot notes. All right, big story of the day, maybe the week. This comes from Ryan Riley and Summer Concepcion at NBC. Rudy Giuliani conceded in a court filing Tuesday he made false statements about two Georgia 2020 election workers who were suing him over his baseless claims of fraud that he made against them. Quote, defendant Giuliani, for the purposes of litigation only, does not contest that to the extent the statements were statements of fact and otherwise actionable, such actionable factual statements were false. That's a really nice legal way of saying I fucking lied my face off yep. so hard that it melted during a press conference. Giuliani wrote this in a signed stipulation that said he was intending to avoid unnecessary expenses in litigating what he believes to be unnecessary disputes. This is basically him saying, I concede to lying so that I don't have to produce my documents to you. My documents are so scary that I will say that I lied and pay whatever this, whatever you default judgment you, you hand down if there is one or ultimately any whatever judgment. I'd rather do that and admit that I lied than hand over discovery. That's it's nuts. It says a lot about what he's not handing over. Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shay Moss, have said their lives were turned upside down when conspiracy theorists, as well as then President Trump and his ally Giuliani, claimed they had committed election fraud. A heavily edited brief clip of security footage was widely circulated online and by Trump allies as supposed proof. The Trump allies' acknowledgement came in a filing Tuesday related to the 2020 election workers' lawsuit. Giuliani claimed that Freeman and Moss were passing around a USB drive like they were vials of heroin or cocaine. In reality, it was a ginger mint. Freeman testified to the committee, January 6th committee, I lost my sense of security, all because a group of people, starting with number 45 and his ally Rudy Giuliani, decided to scapegoat me and my daughter Shay to push their own lies about how the presidential election was stolen. Uh, The January 6th committee called the duo's treatment callous, inhumane, and inexcusable. Michael Gottlieb, partner at Wilkie, Farr, and Gallagher, who serves on the legal team for Freeman and Moss, said in a statement Wednesday, they're pleased with this major milestone in response to Giuliani's filing. Giuliani's stipulation concedes what we have always known to be true. Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss honorably performed their civic duties in the 2020 election in full compliance with the law, and the allegations of election fraud he and former President Trump made against them have been false since day one. While certain issues, including damages, remain to be decided by the court, our clients are pleased with this major milestone in their fight for justice and look forward to presenting what remains of this case at trial. In a statement Wednesday morning, Ted Goodman, a Giuliani spokesman, disputed that the former New York mayor acknowledged his statements were false and added Giuliani did not contest it in order to move on to the portion of the case that will permit a motion to dismiss. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, that's why. Quote, this is a legal issue, not a factual issue. What? What? That's what Rudy's spokesperson said. Those out to smear the mayor are ignoring the fact that his stipulation is designed to get the legal issue of the case. Okay, wow. Uh, The Trump campaign didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. The filing by Giuliani comes after Georgia's election board last month dismissed its years-long investigation into Freeman and Moss for wrongdoing. The fraud claims were unsubstantiated and found to have no merit. The investigation concluded, reporting on the work of the FBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, and investigators from the Secretary of State's office. All Republicans, by the way. Uh, And they were looking for that alleged fraud, and they found none as well. Oh, I really hope that Giuliani gets indicted for something on this. Now, this is from CNN, public campaign finance disclosures from, I, I I don't know how they're calling him Democratic presidential candidate, but 
from Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s campaign reveal numerous payments to individuals and groups whose ideologies differ significantly from traditional <laughs> Democratic Party politics. This is a review by CNN's K-File, okay? Kennedy's campaign paid a litany of prominent activists, which includes some anti-vaccine advocates, public health conspiracy theorists, and Republicans, either individually or through their businesses. The filings show all of this. One anti-vax activist whose company was paid by Kennedy once famously compared vaccine mandates to prosecution of Jews during the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. I just can't. The payments could undermine Kennedy's Democratic bona fides as he attempts a long shot bid for the 2024 (laughs) Democratic nomination against President Joe Biden. Yeah, long shot. That's an understatement. Among the expenditures was a payment for $13,550 to a consulting company called KFP Consulting, which was registered in May of 2023. Okay. Okay. So like yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. The company's managing member, by the way, according to Incorporation Records, is controversial anti-vaccine activist Del Bigtree. Del Bigtree? I know. I don't. I think he made that up. I think he did, too. He's like, let's pick a name as an anti-vaxxer. I don't think that's real. Well, Bigtree. That's what we got to call him in this story. Uh, He was a (laughs) film producer. Okay, it's starting to make a little more sense. Who was also <laughs> who was who was also founded who also founded the anti-vaccination group informed consent action network. I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can lie about vaccines, I think is what that means. And that guy regularly speaks against vaccinations and public health measures. He was condemned by Jewish groups for once comparing vaccination to the persecution of Jews by wearing a Holocaust era star of David badge to protest vaccinations. Big tree, go fuck yourself. He also spoke against COVID-19 vaccinations at the rally that preceded the attack on the U.S. Capitol in 2021. Now, Kennedy's campaign was roiled in recent days after it was revealed that he suggested COVID-19 could have been genetically engineered to spare Jewish and Chinese people. Comments condemned, of course, by his own family members, along with top Democratic organizations and the White House. The Kennedy campaign did not respond to CNN's request for comment. I can't understand why. Maybe because every time he speaks, something horrible comes out of his mouth. Kennedy's campaign has also paid some activists who promote unfounded public health claims. The Kennedy campaign also paid at least two people employed by Moms Across America, which is an organization, by the way, that spreads awareness about GMOs and pesticides and food, and which has promoted the claim that GMOs are linked to autism, a claim the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine says is false. Now, Ann Temple, a graphic designer and the group's founder, Zen Honeycutt, Mm. who Kennedy called a, quote, modern-day Rachel Carson, they both received payments from the campaign. Carson is a marine biologist and nature writer. Well, uh, she wrote the influential environmental conservationist book called Silent Spring in 1962. Oh, I remember her. Yeah, which documented the harm of pesticides on the environment. Which, listen, I believe in that shit. Don't get me wrong. Now, other individuals paid by Kennedy's campaign include a film editor who worked on anti-vax films, a woman who works as a coach to help parents and, I quote, unschool their children from traditional in-person schools amidst the coronavirus pandemic, a self-declared autism advocate who has falsely linked vaccines to autism, and an artist and content creator who has a podcast that frequently discusses aliens and founded a clubhouse channel where users ruminate on aliens, demons, and witchcraft, vaccine conspiracies, reptilian humanoids, and artificial intelligence. In the last congressional hearing, 
I'm not sure all this is false, but it's also not true. All of this is not true. Now, as Kennedy continues to seek the Democratic nomination, his campaign has also paid Republicans. F Street Partners, a GOP fundraising firm, was paid $5,000 in April for direct mail services. That's according to the filing. Not sure why he couldn't find a Democratic mail service to actually send some shit out. F Street Partners is run by a former Republican candidate for office in Virginia and aims to help, and I quote, conservative and right-of-center organizations deal with new challenges they're facing from deplatforming to censorship. That's according to their website. <laughs> because we're fascist. We're, it, well, here's our thing. We're, we're uh, conservatives and right-of-center organizations dealing with the challenges of being fascist. Hmm. Yeah. So the RFK Jr.'s, their campaign had also paid approximately 10500 to Republican Helen Brady, by the way, who lost a bid for a congressional seat in Massachusetts's ninth congressional district in 2020. And it paid approximately $11,000 in salary to Robert Lucero. Robert ran as a Republican in California Senate top two primary in 2022, but lost that run. So yeah, RFK Jr. is running as a Democrat and just contributing to all kinds of insane activists, causes, and Republicans. Yeah, that's bizarro world. Um, I don't understand how he is. <laughs> can, how can you be registered? I guess you can be registered as whatever you want. I don't know. I don't know. You can. Yeah. All right. Next up, Hunter Biden pled not guilty to federal tax charges Wednesday after a plea deal he struck with the government unraveled when the judge raised questions about the terms of the agreement. The surprise development came at a hearing in federal court at which Biden had been expected to plead guilty to the two charges of failing to pay taxes under a deal he struck with the government last month. Far from a done deal, he pled not guilty to those charges instead until the two sides can meet and address the questions posed by the district judge. Her name is Mary Ellen Narika. At times, the judge appeared almost upset that she believed she was being asked to act as a rubber stamp on this deal. The parties will now reconvene at a future date to hammer out the terms and provide Narika more information. It could be in the next six weeks or so. Quote, without me saying I'll agree to the plea agreement, how do you plead? <laughs> That's what Narika asked Hunter Biden. Not guilty, he responded. Hunter Biden is expected to reverse his plea if a new agreement for information presented to the judge eventually satisfies her. Basically, she quit. What went down was the judge had asked, well, what about potential future charges for failing to register as a foreign agent? Are those stipulated here in this plea agreement? And the prosecutors were like, no. And then the judge looked over to Hunter Biden's lawyer and says, if, if they're not part of this agreement, what say you? They just will rip up the agreement. We didn't agree to that. Yeah. And so then they had a bench conference and I, I guess they worked it out that they would narrow the plea agreement to be like from 2015 to 2019 for tax stuff only. And that if there were future FARA charges, that they could charge those separately. And in that case, then Hunter Biden would accept the plea agreement, probably because the DOJ has been unsuccessful at prosecuting FARA charges. Manafort got away with it. Tom Barrick got away with it. He was acquitted. Uh, Gregory, I mean, like all sorts of these FARA charges have been overturned or acquitted in court. So I, am, I imagine Hunter Biden's lawyer is like, we'll take our chances with an unknown potential future FARA charge if we can get this shit locked down. I think that's what was on their mind. I don't know. I wasn't in the courtroom there. Got but it. Um, the judge was like, well, now that they've got this agreement, she's like, I'm just not going to I'm not just going to rubber stamp this. I'm I'm concerned about this gun charge and a couple. She expressed concern that the judiciary would not normally oversee such an agreement and that it was responsibility of the executive branch to bring charges. So that's 
kind of where it's at. Biden's lawyer, Chris Clark, explained that because of tremendous political sturm and drang surrounding the president's son's case, the element of the agreement would help ensure that it wouldn't become more politicized if the government in the future decided to target Biden again. Norika said she understood, but said she was worried there was no case law to necessarily support the terms of that agreement. Right. Like if you have a plea agreement, it includes all all your shit. Right. So she's like, well, figure it out and come back to me. She also says she's worried the agreement on the tax charges didn't give her the ability to reject or modify the deal and that the gun charge agreement could shield Biden against further prosecution regarding his financial tax issues. So we'll see where this ends up. At one point, the judge asked whether the investigation against the president's son was still ongoing, to which Weiss responded that it was, but that he couldn't share any further details. She raised a hypothetical, said if Biden could face charges for failing to register as a foreign agent and whether the agreement blocks his prosecution from such a charge, and the defense said they believed the agreement would prohibit him from being charged. But the prosecution disagreed. This should have all been fucking worked out. But it's like another Durham thing, right? This all should have been worked out ahead of time, but not, it, ha- it wasn't. So I think they have a tentative agreement. The judge hasn't approved it. We'll know in the coming weeks. All right. Thanks so much, AG. This is from the New York Times. It seems the former president, that would be Trump, will return a set of ancient coins and ceramic oil lamps, a menorah, to Israel's government after reports last week that Israeli officials were pressing to retrieve them. Now, this story is a little bit nutty. The items were not removed from the White House by Donald, like the classified documents that led to his indictment on federal (laughs) espionage charges. Now, they were not accounted for, like the official gifts from foreign leaders that were highlighted earlier this year by Democrats on the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, who detailed ways in which Trump White House had failed to follow the law in how they handled gifts. Wasn't either of those things. In fact, the artifacts never made it to the White House at all, Allison. Yeah, rather, they've been at Mar-a-Lago. What? The whole fucking time. Since December of 2021. That's when Saul Fox, a wealthy donor to both Israel and Republican Party, gave the items to him during a Hanukkah celebration, calling them an expression of Israel's gratitude to Donald. Mr. Fox, who runs a private equity firm, by the way, did not return repeated requests for comment. I can't understand why. He told the Wall Street Journal that he had hoped to present the items to Mr. Trump at a White House Hanukkah party in 2019 and was given the approval to do so by Israel Hassan, the head of the Israeli Antiquities Authority at the time, but the State Department insisted on inspecting them first. Of course they would. Now, the delay forced Mr. Fox to send a courier to retrieve the ancient items, and then the pandemic set back his hopes of giving them to Mr. Trump. That's what he told the journal. So he kept them in his California home. Now, he finally got the lamps and coins to Donald at the Hanukkah party at Mar-a-Lago at 2021. Ahead of the visit, Mr. Fox wrote in an email reviewed by the Times that Mr. Hassan said that the new director of the Antiquities Authority, whose Eli Escocito had, and I quote, wholeheartedly approved giving the lamps to Mr. Trump for permanent exhibition. Now, Mr. Escocito did not respond to a request for comment. The lamps were displayed at Mar-a-Lago in a case with a, a brass plaque showing the logo of Israel Antiquities Authority right next to some classified documents. I'm just kidding. Those weren't in there, but I'm sure that they were like, we got to move those. A year and a half later, however, the left-leaning Israeli newspaper Haaretz, thank you very much, reported on July 18th that the lamps and coins were stranded at Trump's Florida estate, I'm sure with a lot of other people, and that senior Israeli figures have unsuccessfully tried to have them return to Israel. The Antiquities Authority, for its part, said in a statement that it had no claims against Mr. Donald Trump and that Israeli and American officials were, and I quote, working together to return the objects to their proper home. 
So this guy didn't even get to bring him to the Hanukkah party. So he brought him to Mar-a-Lago after Trump left office and said you could have him forever. And then somebody freaked out about it. That's what it sounds like. All right. Um, well, yet another story of where we have two, two versions of somebody saying that there's stuff at Mar-a-Lago that shouldn't be there. <laughs> it never ends. It, it, it really doesn't. I mean, are we really surprised that this guy kept a bunch of shit that didn't belong to him? No. Mm-mm. No, we're not. But maybe in this case, it was Saul Fox that, you know, actually did give them to him. Who, who okay, knows? let's go with that. Who knows? All right, we have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with some good news. Everybody stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and I want to talk about HelloFresh. HelloFresh is your key to a hassle-free gourmet home cooking. Uh, it's amazing. Fresh ingredients, diverse recipes, makes me a good cook. I never thought I would be that, but I am now because of HelloFresh. It's nutritious. It's delicious. It saves you time by handling the meal prep and planning for you. Uh, and it's got ingredient delivery. So you get everything you need, like farm to table within seven days, right at your doorstep. From chef-created seasonal recipes to their new fresh and fit summer menu, HelloFresh brings flavor right to your door. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash DailyBeans50 and use code DailyBeans50 for 50% off plus free shipping. I recently had their mozzarella crusted chicken breast with blistered tomatoes and potato wedges. It was so good. It's a new take on chicken parmesan, basically. Herbs, breadcrumbs, mozzarella draped and baked across chicken. It creates a glorious crown of delicious golden brown crust, uh, a little marinara, roasted tomatoes, sweet and tangy punch to it, crispy baked potatoes on the side. It was so delicious. So if you've been dreaming of delicious, healthy summer food, HelloFresh has got you covered with calorie smart, protein smart, and new vegan dinners. Their diverse menu makes achieving any diet goal delightfully easy with recipes that tantalize your taste buds and satisfy your hunger. And if you've been seeking variety, there's at least 40 recipes to choose from, so it never gets boring. Discover, try, and fall in love with a whole world of flavors, courtesy of HelloFresh. Take a bite out of summer. Go to HelloFresh.com slash DailyBeans50 and use code DailyBeans50 for 50% off plus free shipping. And today's show is also brought to you by Green Pan. Nothing ruins perfect cooking faster than food sticking to the pan. A common plight I was very familiar with. That was until Green Pan solved my problem. Over 150 patents under their belt. Green Pan is the foremost innovator of ceramic nonstick cookware. Uh, they, they took the industry by storm in 2007. You'll remember when they discovered traditional nonstick pans have harmful heat-activated plastic coatings. Determined to provide a healthier option, they crafted an alternative without these forever chemicals, paving the way for truly PFAS toxin-free cookware. And as a health enthusiast, discovering Green Pan was a breath of fresh air. Knowing I'm cooking on a surface free from harmful substances is really comforting. Uh, the charm of ceramic doesn't stop at its nonstick features and the lack of toxicity. It, dis it distributes heat evenly, so it's easier to cook. You don't burn stuff. It facilitates effortless cleanup as well, so it saves you time. And it promotes healthier cooking by reducing how much oil or butter you have to use. Green Pan also goes beyond standard cookware. They offer an array of kitchen appliances, bakeware, premium cutlery, fully encompassing all of your kitchen needs with their 60-day return policy, you get ample time to decide if it's the right fit. But trust me, once you go Green Pan, you will never go back. So toss those plastic pans and upgrade your cookware with Green Pan. Head to greenpan.us and use promo code DAILYBEANS and you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right. Whether you buy one pan or an entire set, that's 30% off. So head to greenpan.us and make sure you use our promo code DAILYBEANS, all one word, to let them know we sent you. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Na, 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 na. 
Good news, good news. And if you have good news, confessions, corrections, if you want to play what the mutt, what the heck wine. I got a what the heck wine right yesterday, by the way, Dana. Nice. That's what happens yeah. when I take a day off. Yeah. I told everybody to send in their baby pictures today because you'd be back today. Uh, Frog Orchie, shout out to a loved one, small business in your area, adoptable pet in your area if you can't pay pod pet tax, whatever you want to send us. Dailybeanspod.com. Clicking on contact will get you there. All right. First up from Janet, pronoun she and her. Hi, Allison and Dana. I love the podcast and wanted to share one of my ways of helping the cause, writing postcards. Thank you, Janet. Mm-hmm. It's fun, it's easy, and it's thrilling when the candidate or cause, the postcards you write, wins the race. A few months ago, I wrote a few cards for the Wisconsin judge, Janet Protosewitz, and was thrilled when she won. I felt like I helped. You did, Janet. Uh, get some stamped postcards from the post office. No need to purchase separate, more expensive cards. You know they're the right size. Contact postcards to voters.org and follow their directions. It's simple and easy to do your bit and you can do as many or as few as you want. I think five is at the least. Thanks for all you do for all of us. And by the way, you can have these, you can do this at parties, like have some cocktails, have some friends over, have some mocktails, write some postcards. Janet, if you're listening, pictures of your kitty Zoe did not come through though. We invite you to try again. There's a link to the good news submission from the show notes. Thank you so much, A.G. And yes, postcards, they make a big difference. Any little bit is going to help. And Ohio, this fall, you have a chance to make abortion access legal in your state. This is fucking huge. You all got it on the ballot. That was massive. You're one step closer. I'm very proud of you. Thank you for doing that. All right. This is from Chris Bliss. No pronouns on Chris. I've been listening since the MSW kitchen days. It's been invigorating, but this year can feel my brain fritzing out. My bandwidth for law explaining and legalese is just crashing and making my layman's brain just veg out. You and me both sometimes, Chris Bliss. Mm -hmm. However, I had a fantastic experience the other day. I woke up watching a lecture of the trial of Socrates, and suddenly all the contours seemed completely vivid to me. The important of such factors, like Socrates had no counsel. The accusations didn't cite laws. Socrates couldn't cross-examine. The jury was an unbribable, thank you, 500 dudes, etc. All this seemed effortlessly comprehensible to me after years and years of MSW. <laughs> Thanks. Amazing. See, I, I Miyagi'd you. That's right. <laughs> With all so this crates. That's right. So crates if you're Bill and Ted. Yep. So crates. Um, dust, wind, dude. <laughs> so good. <laughs> now I'm going to go watch Bill and Ted's again the original. Next up from anonymous pronoun she and her. I listen to you every morning on my walks and I feel like I'm with friends. Aw. My mother-in-law is in a home and they just got a cat for all the residents. His name is Boots and he's beautiful. So a big shout out to Lakeland in Ontario as he makes her smile. Here's Boots. Oh, look at the baby kitty. Cute kitty. So cute. Thank you for that submission. That's wonderful. Thanks, A.G. This is from Tim from Madison. No pronouns on Tim. A.G. D.G. Thanks for making my 80-mile morning commute. Wow, much more Whoa. tolerable. I'm more informed and after good news in a much better mood coming into the office. Sharing a couple photos of our just-turned four-year-old Irish mini doodle. Oh, my God, who's so <gasps> cute. Yep, please wish him a happy birthday with our oft-used party on Garth. <laughs> party on win. Party on Garth. Party on Garth. Oh Look my at god, this baby! So <gasps> cute. I don't think I've ever seen an um, Irish mini doodle, but absolutely adorable. Look at that face. Oh, oh my god! I just jumped <gasps> to this next picture that looks like Bigfoot on the <gasps> edge of a snowy mountain. 
Oh, I love these dogs. I love them so much, but I can't think of what it's called. Okay. Uh, From Gail, pronoun she and her. New listener, I just wish your episodes were longer. Since you love your pets, here's one for me. You might be able to guess the breed. If you need a hint, hit me up. Yeah, I. it's like a giant schnauzer. Nah, it's something like that. But look how it's beautiful. I mean, this gorgeous. Muppet. This is, I mean, I would just want to snuggle up with this pup. I know. They look so, just look so soft and fantastic. But yeah, that first picture looks like some monster's coming to take a town, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was so short. If you want to close us out with this last submission. All right, we'll do. From Anonymous, no pronouns. Hey, AG and DG, thanks so much for all you do. Your perspective on all the nonsense we are living through is so appreciated. I've just passed an anniversary of being cancer-free. Yay! And will be forever grateful for my husband and best friend as we navigated those bumpy waters together. He serves in the military and was away when I was going through the initial diagnostic testing. He actually arrived home about a half an hour, literally, before the doctor called me with the confirmation that I did, in fact, have breast cancer. We sat there under an avalanche of emotions, the most bizarre homecoming ever. And after a short while, transitioned back to normal life stuff. I asked my kind husband if he could please run down to the basement and switch over the laundry for me. And he replied in his most deadpan way, babe, can't you call Make-A-Wish for that now? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It was in that very moment I knew 100% we would be okay. It's been six years now. I'm in great health. We've moved across country twice and we're now here in DC where he is still serving and still always making me laugh. Can't you get Make-A-Wish to do that for you? Oh my God. I love people with a sense of humor, especially around dark issues. Oh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pet tax is our girl Zoe swimming, quote unquote. The laughs never stop over here. Zoe is a poochin, a poodle Japanese chin. Oh, she's the queen of the underbite side eye combo. Oh my God. She's awfully cute though. What an adorable baby. Oh, what a cool combo. I've never seen a, a, a Pushin, a poodle um, Japanese chin mix. Absolutely beautiful. Wow. Thanks, everybody, so much for all the pod pets and, and all the kind words uh, and uh, the 80-mile commute. Whew, I hope you're going into the office a little bit happier because of some of these submissions today. If you have anything to send us, you can do it by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. I will be... Uh, carrying the show for us tomorrow because Dana is going to be traveling to her show in Rochester, New York. I am. And I'll see some of you there. Looking forward to it. Yeah. And thanks again for all your work with the HRC campaign. I know you're going to be doing that this weekend or on this trip as well. It's, it's truly so important. I, you amaze me every day with the work that you do, my friend. Thank you. I've got in the next couple months, just so you know, I've got Rochester, San Antonio, San Diego, New Orleans, St. Louis, Minnesota, Twin Cities. And then we move into October, San Francisco, uh, November's uh, Boston and Chicago. Like I've got a lot more galas before the end of the year and we're not even in an election year. So just know that <laughs> I'm out there doing what I can. And I hope to see some of you at some of these galas supporting this incredible organization. I appreciate you and I support you. I'll hold down the fort while you're gone because I know the work that you do is so, so very important. We will be back. Well, I'll be back in your ears tomorrow. We'll be back in your ears on Monday. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on this weekend. So don't forget to stay tuned to the Jack podcast as well. We're going to have Brian Greer again with a new unsealed segment on the Jack podcast this weekend. He's a former associate general counsel for the CIA. He's a SEPA expert. So he's going to break down a bunch of stuff that's been happening with the new trial date in May. So thank you, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of your mental health. Take care of the planet. Vote blue over Q. Take everyone you know with you. I've been AG and I know I reversed two of those. And that's okay. And I've been GD. (laughs) No, I reversed one of those and I've been DG. (laughs) And beans the thems.
The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill, with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane, with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.